Previously on the Adventure Zone. Your decision, trust, their decision, and in bright red letters, the word forsake appears. Son of a... One of these giant pieces of, like a washing machine-sized piece of industrial machinery uh, falls from the ring on the ceiling and lands on you. You're going to kill America's favorite wizard. (laughs) You see a severed human head. And then its eyes open, and it goes, blah! Magnus does not react. My name's Cam. Sorry I I can't greet you with a formal handshake, but I I seem (laughs) to have misplaced my my everything. But somehow the two liches that run this place are empowering themselves not with their own emotion, but with the emotions of people who came into Wonderland, specifically suffering. I don't think our boys are having much fun playing the suffering game. Maybe their luck will improve in round two, but probably not. It's the Adventure Zone. Do you dungeons and dragons? I wish we could. I wish we could have somebody on the call who made the game that can be like, "Oh, it's been a, like a month and a half. Let me show me how to dungeons and how to dragons. Teach me how to dungeons. You can't just do one of the one of them. I've got these dice in front of me. <laughs> Is okay. that part of it? You think we just roll those and like dragons come out of them? Damn! No, 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 no. Hold on. There's that popper ball in the middle, and we push down on it's, it. It's a popomatic situation. Yeah. Popomatic. That's yeah. why they call it D and D, Dice and Dragons. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's get back into it. You guys are. My in- daughter calls them dreidels. Oh, like, that's, she does. <laughs> that's that simply is, inaccurate. That is that's a thing already. So you boys are in a bit of a pickle after the last round of Wonderland. It didn't go so great. I mean, you won. You're alive. Whatever. You've got a new head friend that lives in Travis's backpack. I guess. Remind me, what was, what was Cam. the Cam. Cam. Dad gets the memory award, which is the first, the first That's time. That's the first time. Pin that on yeah. his vest, so congrats. Uh, and you are back in the uh, Wonder Wheel room. Um, and the theme song to that is, of course, a fun parody of the song Wonderwall by <laughs> Oasis that I've written, and I'll sing for you right now. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get moving. You, uh, you are this back. This time was going to be a time when you and I were going to get it straight. We were going to do our best together, but now we're not going to get it together. Wonderwall. This isn't how parodies work. <laughs> no. It's, not, it's also not the how music and words were different, and you didn't even say Wonder Wheel. It's a thematic reimagining. Oh, I thought we were doing the, the Fred Savage thing. It's okay. a meditation on um, <laughs> Wonderwall. Wonderwall deconstructed. This is not your daddy's Wonderwall. You guys um, like Westworld, right? Just like Westworld. More or less. So you're back in the wheel room. And uh, if you will remember, the elves um, sensed a fourth presence in the room. And so there are four lights above the door uh, across this uh, big circular room. It's about the same shape and size as all of the other rooms that you've been in since you've been in Wonderland. Uh, And you have the wheel in the middle, and uh, it's time to roll your ball. There's no ball. Spin the wheel. Just a reminder, Ditto, because it has been six years since we played. Um, What happens if we refuse to do whatever comes up on the wheel? A penalty. Okay. That's all you know. Could you be more vague? I don't know, Chandler. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) God, I love that. I love his humor. Very 90s show. Super South Park humor. Very random. Uh, Who's going first? And also, somebody's going to have to go two times. I'll go. I I think I have the most hit points. Okay, fine. Yeah, fuck it. You go. I'll go twice. Oh, wow. To spin the wheel of torture. Hey, Merle, I just want to say I really appreciate you taking the hit and doing both times. Just click the pen. Well, thank it. you. All right. You just click the I, it <laughs> means a lot to me that you would step up and do that. Thank you so much. While you're saying he's, to this, he's literally can't figure out how to spin the wheel. He's like grabbing it by the spokes and like moving it one direction, but then like twisting it back the other direction. And it's just having some trouble clicking the image on the website. Yeah. You just spin it, buddy. Come on. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I did. 
I got the same thing. I. Oh, shit. Let me do a judgment call with Justin and Travis real quick. Sidebar. Is it more interesting if we do other stuff, or should I just really just keep blasting Dad's eyes? Uh, um, let's just go with the eye, I guess. Yeah, go with the eye, my man. Uh, let me guess. I'm colorblind. Um, you hear the male elf say, um, no, it's going to be a bit more severe than that. Usually we don't have so many uh, repeat landings like that, so... I feel really sorry for your peepers. Wait, that, or, one, that one was for Cam. He's got uh, eyes. Or should I, well, who for who? For the fourth presence that you have detected. This isn't oh. like a surprise. Come on, you know about him. Nah, take the lumps. Give me the lumps. Bring it. See, give me your best shot. Also, the Son arra- of a lich. The arrangement that you made with Cam was that you would take his sacrifices because he doesn't have anything else to sacrifice, really. I mean, he's got eyes. He's That's got fair. eyes, though. Um... Uh, you hear Cam, you can, you can hear Cam from your bag say like, well, that wasn't our arrangement. You said you would take my, my lumps for me. All right, shut I'm up, Jolby. I'm taking the lumps. Give it to me. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, this is going to be a pretty tough, uh, uh, game for your peepers, it sounds like, Merle. Or should I say your peeper? Because the penalty for, for this round landing on I is, is one of them. What? It's just, it's not going to be grizzly or anything like that. We're not going to send in a flock of birds to come, you know, peck it out or anything. And you hear the other elf, uh, the the female elf say, "Yeah, we don't really roll that grizzly anymore. It gets it gets a little too intense too fast. It's just going to not be there." Huh? Can I have like a cool Odin patch thing? Um, that's a fair trade off. We could hook you up with a sick looking eye patch. I think we have something like that in our closet. Do I get to choose which eye? I think that's only fair. Do I have a third eye? You know, <laughs> no, but you do have a third nipple. But that's not but that, 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 that has not German. That ain't on the table. That's off the table. You All right, can't, you uh, can't see through it, and you can't say no. Which which arm is the tree arm? Your non-dominant arm. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Your dominant arm, remember? Because you reached out and grabbed it with your dominant arm. And the bracer's on your non-dominant arm, and you still have your bracer. So I'm going to guess your right arm, right? Because you're right-handed, or are you a southpaw? No. No. Right arm. Okay. Okay, take my left eye. Whoa. Okay. Just as as soon as you say that, Merle, your, your depth perception just, like, shifts. And it's a little, it's a, like... It's fucking, it's fucking weird. Um, and or is it like that, Griff, or is it like he closed one eye? I mean, it's yeah, it's like that, <laughs> it's but like also the world is spinning around and he just closed an eye. Everything's two D. <laughs> it's not, but I mean, it's it's like gone. Like that, that eye is that your left eye is now uh, gone. It's just like a, it's just like a, it's just skin kind of there now. Um, but. Uh, a, a white ball in front of you appears, uh, and a uh, an eye patch is sort of floating in the middle of that ball. Um, and you hear the female elf say, um, "Normally we don't sort of give prizes out like this, but um, I just think you'll be sort of more pleasant to look at if you're wearing this and draw." <laughs> um, and what are the magic properties of this eye patch? Um, so. You you don't. There are no magic properties to the eye patch. Um, uh, for your, if you make any ranged attack rolls, though, uh, you are going to take a minus two penalty to those magic from from now on. <laughs> um, but if you uh, make intimidation rolls because you have this sort of more haggard <laughs> appearance, now you get a plus two to those. Ah. Um, so mark that down. And I'm also going to leave it. What does this eye patch look like? I don't want to decide this sort of like character trait for you. Uh, I want it to look like um, Scorpius on Far Reach. What are you? You'd fucking no, I don't know what you're talking about. One, Farscape, and two, sick Farscape. pull. That's a great pull, Dad. Big fan. Seen every episode. 
Yeah. Um, okay. okay, he doesn't have... Okay, this dude's not wearing an eye patch. He's wearing, like, a fucking, like, jock strap on his fucking face. And that cannot be your steez. I refuse to let this be your steez. This man's right, not wearing an eye patch. He's wearing, a, he's wearing a facial thong, and it's not pleasant to see. All right, here's the deal. It is, uh, like, in the shape of Superman's emblem okay. on his chest. And the cord, instead of going straight around... Goes from the corner and uh, okay. above my nose. Okay, and goes around and connects with the bottom. It's not around the head. It's, it's so it's sort of a diamond shaped crest. And what's on it? Because I don't think the Superman logo should be it. Because that's now we're getting to trademark territories. Uh, uh, an owl. All right, sort of a Sick. badass owl. In, kind in of a stylized looking yeah. owl. I fucking feel it. Cool. Yeah, that was your cool. animal for the race, right? Right, and why uh, potato chips have a winking owl? So, uh, I don't of course, know it's the means. potato chips is why you made the decision. Taco and Merle, <laughs> do you guys want to go next? Hey, Merle, yeah. I just want to say that's a sick looking eye patch, my man. <laughs> I you know, right? I will go next. Okay, uh, Magnus, you step up to the wheel. I got clock, clock. Oh man, uh, you hear the uh, voice of the female elf, and she says, um, uh. This one is kind of a tough pill for most participants to swallow, um, because what you're going to have to sacrifice is time, Magnus. And as a human, unfortunately, that's in somewhat short supply for you. Um, for this round of the, the, the wheel, uh, we're going to need 10 years. Huh. Uh, if you choose this and you go through with it, Magnus will instantly age 10 years. I mean, this doesn't really how, bother me. How old is Magnus? And don't try to say, like, you're 12. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I was thinking, like, early 30s. Like, All right. Uh, like, 32, 33. I mean, my age. All right. I've been picturing him. Um, why don't you Why don't you give him your elementary school and middle school days? That, that would be about 10 years. That's not no, how no. that works. That ain't how it works. No. Um, I was born 10. I mean, honestly, <laughs> here's the thing. Are we assuming, like, that I would have lived this 10 years? Like, that this 10 years is, like, just you replace That is a fucking 30. great point. Magnus do rush in, so the chances of him making it to 42, this might be a pleasant right? surprise for him. So, like, <laughs> look at me! I, I, if, I, if we assume that that 10 years I've totally kept up my physique and stayed healthy, yeah, 42, 43, fine. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Doesn't, doesn't bother me. All right. Uh, it's, it's, I'm I'm way past the young man days where I care about suddenly being 32 instead of 22. I at, mean, yeah, fuck it, 42, as, 32. Who cares? As he's like saying this, as Magnus is talking about, like as he's rationalizing this, uh, Merle and Taco, you see, like, um, his sideburns start getting these little like gray hairs. What color hair does Magnus have? Like br- brownish? I don't know. Yeah, brownish, mm-hmm. auburn, whatever. Um, well, now now it's like. It's starting to grow like pretty gray, pretty fast, and it's not like you're not full blown silver fox right now, but um, there is a lot of of silver poking through the poking through the auburn. Um, Tell me about my laugh lines, Griffin. I mean, you're also crow's feet. Your your eyes are the only things that are getting like especially especially wrinkled Um, because you know Magnus has been through some. Magnus has been through some shit. Um, how do you, do you have any other sort of suggestions for how this would sort of change Magnus? Well, so this is my question: Is that like we are replacing thirty-two year like in the timeline with a forty-two? Because then I'd probably have a couple like facial scars, a couple Harrison Ford. No, it wouldn't be like that. Mix. It's just it's just like your body just goes through just ages ten years in in a second, very like um, uh, Last Crusade style. I see. I would say uh, the muscles probably become a little bit leaner and sinewier rather All than right. bulky. <laughs> okay. Um, and you... And my pubes go totally gray. <laughs> oh, no. That's no good. <laughs> no, uh, trust me. But it's my, not. But my butt... Gosh, come on. I'm in hell. I'm dead. I'm dead, I'm dead, dead in the, the door. door I'm in hell. I'm shutting you. You open the door. The you door. built the fucking door out of wood. <laughs> Shit wood. <laughs> Shame on you and shame on us. <laughs> I I've started it. I appreciate it. Um, I will take dead. any penalty. Um, I'll just let me spin. Travis Mag- is old now. Magnus, there's no like, there's no like mechanical penalty for this, but you do feel like, I mean, dude, you feel like a fucking bus just hit you. You just aged ten years, and like your body, it's like your body is that. different, and you don't know, you don't like know how to like de- deal with it. I guess. 
Um, so yeah, Magnus is now 42 years old and mm-hmm. Taco. Yeah. Um, you hear the male elf say, I gotta say, you guys are really taking this in stride. Um, because you have not emitted any of that, any of that bad, that bad stuff up into the air. Well, you know, I'm like just to make, happy to be here. Just make, make the best of a bad situation. Okay. I got body. Oh, fucking shit. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, you hear the male elf say, I have to say, body is not our most elegant selection on the wheel. Um, but, uh, uh, all we're going to do for, for body is sort of take away some of your vitality, some of your living essence, if, if that makes sense. Um, we're not going to hurt you, Taco, because I don't honestly think we can do that much more without you being dead. And, well, that's no fun. Um, <laughs> but we, we are going to make you less alive. Uh, if you choose this, uh, Taco, you are going to have uh, a 15 subtracted from your max HP. Oof. Mm, okay. Okay. Good, uh, yeah. Just like that, while you... Uh, as soon as you say that, you're, you're, you feel yourself kind of, like, dry up a little bit. Like, you get, like, a dry mouth all of a sudden, and your, your stomach feels kind of sour. No, this um, is a good question. Griffin, how does that translate to, like, real life? Does he have 15% less blood? Or, like, what does that mean? I mean, I'm, it's a very calculated thing on my part. Because, like, the very worst case scenario is, okay, take all the hit points you want. Worst case scenario is Taco dies, and I get my Tuesday afternoons back. Like, <laughs> do I have to? I mean, I have to listen to dad recording with you, chuckle fucks, like next to me while I'm doing cool shit that's way better than this. But I think it's a f- fucking good trade off. Um, okay, so subtract 15 from your max HP. I did Matt. it already. Like, you can't affect me, you can't hurt me. It's done, <laughs> it's already done. What's um, next? I'll take the other one. Give me stupids. No! You hear that? You hear the two elves talking now, and they're like. I don't know. Maybe we should go harder on them. They don't seem to be that upset about all this. Come on, do uh, it. Are you going to? We're take having the next... a great time. It's real fun. I like the challenge. You know, this is good. Thank uh, you I... so much for this. Taco? And and they haven't had as good a job prospect as Taco in a long time. Maybe they'll back off of him. Um, yeah. So Taco, are you really taking the next roll? No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna fight over who gets. I'm I smart hit points. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Give me the wheel. Um, all right, Merle, you go in for a roll. Before we get to that... Stop it. Stop playing with the mouse. Um, what is going on? Dad was moving the mouse while I was using the trackpad. It was all very confusing. <laughs> um, while, while Taco was taking his turn, and while Merle is taking his turn, Magnus, you, um, you feel something... Uh, and it almost feels like some something it's incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Um, no, you feel something poke the the palm of your hand, um, and as you like reflexively kind of like pull your hand away, you feel it um, again. Only some sort of force is like pressing down into your hand and moving in sort of deliberate strokes. Um, what do you do? Get a like, like it's making shapes on my hand? Yeah, like it's like tracing something in your hand. Is it letters? Um so if you if you don't like uh yeah, if you 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 sit there and you try to like figure out what this thing is doing. Are you like panicking? Are you like saying No, anything? now in my old age I've grown a lot calmer. Okay. Um and I just sit there and and calmly uh, experience this sensation. I'm practicing mindfulness now in my 40s. Okay. You sit here and you just try to like, you focus on the shapes without like panicking or, or making a big scene about it. Uh, and you feel this same pattern over and over again, more and more forcefully being pushed into your hand. And after like a dozen or so repetitions, you realize something is familiar about the pattern um, because it's something that you've been studying very recently back at the headquarters with Carrie. Um, this force is making the shape of thieves can't into your hand, which is the the secret written language of symbols that thieves use to sort of uh, communicate with each other. Um, and right now it's making two shapes in your hand. And the first one um, is a shape that means silence, which sort of like warns potential burglars of nearby listening marks. 
Um, and then the next shape is confirm, which thieves use to sort of ensure that other thieves have seen their message. So it's saying silence and then asking you to confirm. Okay, with, with my left hand. Yeah. I start just kind of without looking at my hand or drawing attention to it, just moving my finger in the shape of confirm. Okay. Uh, it makes another set of symbols, um, and it says uh, secret, which thieves use to sort of like, well, I mean, it's a very thief-like the symbol that they are uh, trying to remain, uh, you know, in, incognito. Oh, we, know we, we know what secrets are, Griffin. Thank uh, you so much for and this. Then it, and then it also... <laughs> And then it marks confirm a second time. Uh, so it's saying, you know, secret, confirm. I make the shape. Okay. And you're having like this secret thieves can't conversation with this unseen force. Um, and it goes through a few symbols. It uh, does one, the number one. That's not really a thieves can't symbol. That's just like one. Um, and then the shape for room. Uh, so it says one room. And then uh, a symbol that lets you know that like magic forces are afoot and then the symbol for room again and then the symbol for transformation so it's telling you magic room transformation uh and then it it sends one last message to you um and the first one is a a symbol that uh, uh thieves use to sort of let each other know that they should wait for uh, uh, some sort of signal before they proceed with whatever job they're about to do, uh, and then confirm. So wait for signal, confirm. I confirm. Okay. Uh, Merle, let's spin that wheel. Chance? Oh, this is good. Okay. I was hoping this might show up this round. Um, you hear the female elf say, chance is, uh, chance is kind of a tricky one, and it sort of uh, measures your uh, judgment uh, as a participant here in Wonderland. Uh, all you have to do for chance is lay something down on the wheel, and it can be uh, physical or not physical, uh, and it can be more than one item, if you wish, um, that you think is a sufficient sacrifice on par with the other things that have been sacrificed this round. And if you are correct and you do give a sufficient sacrifice, then you get to move on and it counts as a point. But uh, if you do not give up enough, then you lose the items that you put forward and it doesn't count and you have to go again uh, and keep on giving and giving until you have satisfied the chance. So you can sacrifice (laughs) anything, physical metaphysical whatever that you think is equivalent to like the value of the things that have also been sacrificed this round um and if you like pass the bar then you get to move on otherwise you still lose the things and still have to go again until you have given up enough does that make sense mm-hmm. so it's kind of a roll of the dice if you give something shitty you'll lose the shitty thing and it won't count and you'll still have to do it what or do you, you can- have that's worth 10 years well I've had my trusty Warhammer since I was just a little sprout. Uh, so that's over 50 years. You cannot retcon a story into an item. My dad's it's dad my Warhammer. This thing, and it's really great. And I really love Do I tell you how to name for it this whole time? I've really loved it. He does have a name for it. It's a little smusher. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I just don't want you to lose your Warhammer and something else. Trying to look out for you. I would say putting down one of your main weapons is pretty. Well, you also have the arc light. You also have the arc light spanner, and and he hasn't hit anything for roughly thirty hours. This is true. You also have spells (laughs) that make angels appear, so you can probably sacrifice a couple of the old weapons. I know know what you should put in there. The B I B L E. (laughs) Oh my god! That's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of Pan. The B I B L E. Bible. Now, I will say that is your holy symbol. If you get rid of that, then you cannot use your holy magics. Although they've been pretty faulty lately, so so maybe not that. Although I, I dig the symbolism there. Um, I'm just warning you: if you do that, you will not be able to cast spells. Well, that's no good. I mean, it's not like he's been a real spell factory thus far. But you know what? I can't. I can't keep being losing dad for for these actions. I will lay down on this, whatchamacallit. It's a wheel. The wheel. My adamant spanner. What, the spanner? Which has been, 
which has been the only thing that has worked for me for the last four or five arcs. I've had it since Pedals to the Metal. I have posed for a lot of pictures with it. Uh, I'll give it my adamant spanner. Okay, and that's it? And... (laughs) So, so think uh, you can think outside the. I mean, that, that might be enough. I don't know. Um, but it's not just physical items. It can be memories. It can be uh, you could you could sacrifice a language that you speak. Like literally, you could sacrifice anything um, to add to the value. You know, <laughs> I've had my wedding ring on a chain around my neck this whole time. <laughs> It's always been super important to Well, them. if you really look at some of the uh, art that, you know, you can see a faint outline in my armor. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. the symbol. Okay. It's the symbol. I'll put my wedding ring. <laughs> that you've had the whole time. I just want to clarify. That I've had the whole time. That <laughs> Is it Merle been... divorced? Yeah, and That's Merle, really you a... ran out on your family. You are a <laughs> deadbeat. Well, yeah. I'm this confused has been about a... the symbolism you're giving up here, Merle. I am giving up. The sense of loss of losing my family. <laughs> wait, no, wait, you, wait, wait, you ran, ran out on them. <laughs> you can't give up bad emotions. I, <laughs> I'm giving I, up know, the guilt I feel at the, the shitty guilt, thing no I did. It's, yeah. These liches feed on negative emotions. You're turning this into a fucking Oprah special. Like, you can't. <laughs> You can't like let go. I, that's but it. it's an open special that's like feel, beating I'm, myself up right. for bad choices. I'm a shithead. Feel bad for me. The Oprah special. You get a car. <laughs> All right. All right. Funny guys. Yeah. I give up my wood arm. Oh, no. whoa, 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 whoa. No, you. We've got lot. You've got live appearances to think about. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll okay. I'll give up the adamant spanner. The very this bundle of rope. This is like the, the end of the jerk. The, no, this wedding ring that was my only happy memories from when my little family was still intact. Mm. Before someone ripped it. Before apart. someone did a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want like uh, the guy from Amazing Discoveries in his dumbass yep. sweater to be standing at a pedestal. Like that's not enough. You know how we do it on Amazing Discoveries anymore? <laughs> Throw in a chamois and. My battle axe. You could give up five years of your life because, like, you're already. What's the difference? You know what I mean. I give up (laughs) my adamant spanner, the wedding ring, wedding ring, and my battle axe. Does that leave you with your hand axe? You have a hand axe. I don't. I'm almost certain you don't have a battle axe. I can't believe how many times we've had this argument. Um, but you can sacrifice the hand axe. Sure. Okay. It says battle axe, hand axe. No, no, no. Those are just proficiencies. Those aren't items that you have. You could give up your battle axe proficiency. <laughs> as long as you're giving up the battle axe. Yeah. I will give up the battle axe. <laughs> hey, can I give up my, my proficiency with bows? The battle axe proficiency. My bow staff proficiency. <laughs> That's got to be enough now, okay. right? My and my wedding ring. <laughs> my nunchuck proficiency. All Which right. is worth, by the way, the wedding ring's worth about 5,000 gold. This whole time. This whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Cannot stress enough. This has been so true. Griff- the whole Griffin time. Griffin also would like to apologize for editing out Dad's frequent and blatant references to the wedding ring that has been on his neck. <laughs> yeah, this sorry, whole time. guys. And I'll I'll agree to be colorblind. Okay. No, no, I'm holding on to color. Okay. Yeah, you've got yeah. Okay. So to summarize, the adamant spanner, the wedding ring, your battle axe proficiency, and that <laughs> that's that's what you're doing? Okay. Right? Yes? Confirm? And oh my god! No, I think you've given enough. I think you've or given have enough. I don't think I have. No, that sorry, that and was in universe. That was the one of the 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 male elves says uh, and that's uh, that's it, huh? That's all you're uh, that's all you're gonna give up. And this like clearly just fucking with you. Oh, he's fucking with you, Dad. Don't he's let him push with. you around. That's if it. that's all, if that's all you want to give up, that's fine. That might be enough. I'd. Hmm. Final answer. All right. Uh, you lay down your axe and wedding ring uh, on the wheel, uh, and they both... Or no, sorry. The uh, adamant spanner and the wedding Shit. ring, you lay them down on the wheel, and they both kind of sink in. And then you 
you sort of like like fade to white and you remember being in the wooded enclave uh, that you and your your uh, your druidic uh, pan worshiping family lived in this sort of commune that you lived in as a child and you're maybe a teen or something like that and um, one of the members of the enclave was uh, attacked by a bear and just barely survived and uh, it sent a real scare through the community and sort of made you sort of struggle with your own mortality and so you went to a woodsman in the woods who is not a part of the enclave and he taught you how to wield an axe to protect yourself and you trained with him for years and years uh, and he was sort of one of the first sort of figures that sort of um, showed you what life was like outside of this sheltered enclave uh, and uh, while you're thinking of this you, you are having a hard time remembering what his face looked like, and then you can't remember anything about him, and then you don't remember any of uh, that part of your life at all, and it's just gone. I really hate this arc. I just wanted to pass along to you, Griffin. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your ice skating trainer. I want to see you tighten up that axle. Thanks for listening to episode 54 of The Adventure Zone. I believe it's the fourth episode in this Suffering Game arc, which I hope is living up to the title. Um, I want to tell you all about a few sponsors this week. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. 
April 25th is Taz. April 24th is my brother, my brother, and me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a few Jumbo uh, Tron messages here for you. Uh, thank you to everybody who bought a Jumbo Tron spot in 2017. I'm pretty sure we are sold out of spots for the entire year, which is uh, amazing. Thank you all for supporting us uh, so much. Uh, I want to tell you to visit JustAPuzzleGame.com. Uh, Just a Puzzle Game is a fun and challenging mobile game. It was definitely not created by an evil mega corporation to reverse engineer an experimental AI that went rogue. It's not that. Uh, solving the more than 1,000 unique levels will not reveal cryptic hidden messages, tantalizing clues, or mysterious ciphers. You won't learn a terrifying secret. It's just a puzzle game. Go to justapuzzlegame.com to learn more. I'm pretty sure I just violated like 12 FCC things because I think this is one of those goof-em-ups where all those things are true. I got a message here for Cal, and it's from Julia, who says, Happy 21st birthday. Here's a shout-out for the best Pathfinder playmate ever to thank you for all the campaigns. Oh, nope. Did wrong emphasis there. Here's a shout-out for the best Pathfinder playmate ever to thank you for all the campaigns you've invited me to and all the characters you've min-maxed with your damn cheater skills. You're the greatest friend ever, and I hope to adventure with you for many years to come, in-game and out. You're the best, and I love you this much. And this is in all caps, so that's like the only sort of metric. Like, all the letters are super-duper big. So that is how much Julia loves you, Cal. Um, so that that is very, very special. This message was also supposed to go up in July. That was half a year ago. Oopsa doopsa. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. Uh, if you use that uh, hashtag, you might end up as a character in the show. And I'm talking about characters like Cam, who's named for Cam Marshall, at Splarflord on Twitter. Uh, I'm also talking about, and these names are about to be revealed, Lydia, uh, Hacked Motion Art on Twitter, and Edward, Lumberbuns on Twitter. You could end up as a character on the show. Now, we are kind of getting down to the end of it, but there will definitely be a chance uh, for, for more character names to end up uh, in the show. So get get in your tweets with the, the Zonecast hashtag. Also, just like personally speaking, we don't pay to advertise the show at all. And so you tweeting about the show uh, and, and spreading the word with word of mouth is the only way that we get new listeners. Um, and we sure do appreciate all the hard work y'all have been doing in that regard. So thank you all so, so much. Um, and thank you for sticking with us while uh, we had some special episodes mixed in there at the end of the year. Uh, Travis and I definitely needed a break as we sort of hung out with our, our new families and spent time with the rest of the family for the holidays. So uh, thank you all for that. We are going to sort of put our nose to the grindstone now and uh, and really, really uh, see this thing through. So uh, stick with us. Uh, I hope you like the rest of the episode. The next one is going to go up on January 26th. So I will talk to you then. Bye. With that, the fourth green light uh, above the door lights up, and the uh, big heavy stone door opens, uh, and again, it is just kind of pitch pitch black through the door. You cannot see through it at all, uh, and the wheel lowers down into the ground. So I guess that answers what, happens to the di- what happened to the director, huh? Yeah. That was probably obvious, but I wanted to say it out loud so I didn't have people fucking tweeting at me like, hey, do you think <laughs> that was it? Yes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know. I know. We're all adults here. I got you. Um, Cam comments from your bag. Um, you Well, you can't hear him. He's like in a secret pocket dimension inside of a pocket of an actual bag. Uh, but he is trying to, he's yelling. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tie him to my shoulder like fucking Zephod Beeblebrots <laughs> just to get Griffin off my nuts. All right, I like it. He says, uh, 
<clears throat> boy, that was a real tough round. I sure appreciate y'all taking my taking my sacrifice on for me. Um, I, I guess I could have lost an eye, but it's like one of like four things I still have. And uh, if I'm going to make it out of here, I really, uh, you know, I'm going to need all the meat I've got. So you're going to have to teach Merle how to use an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I might know. A th- I might know a thing or two. He says. Uh, actually, he sees you, Magnus, and says, "Whoa! What the hell happened to you? What do you mean? You're you're gray. You're all old. You're an old man now. This is how I looked before. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Dick. Let me let me preemptively <laughs> interrupt all the tweets that I will be sending. Forty-two oh. is not old. Okay, go on, <laughs> um, Griffin. Yeah. Before we move on, I want to make the Thieves Can't sign for Room Trap Confirm. Yeah, it confirms. This thing pushes into your hand and confirms. Cool. Uh, Taco and Merle, make a perception check. <laughs> double f- double fours. We didn't see shit. All right. Uh, yeah, they, they, then nothing happens. Okay. Uh, you moving on? Yeah. Yep. Yep. On we go. Uh, you step forward, and as you're walking towards the door, you hear the elves. You hear the male elf say, uh, ooh, that was a pretty tough round. We lost a lot of years and a good eye. Um, but this next challenge, it's going to be a breeze, I promise. Um, and as you walk through that pitch black door, um, you uh, step into a new, uh, another like huge circular chamber about the same dimensions as the one you just left. Um, only this one, you you also know, uh, because there is a single uh, pedestal in the middle of it uh, with two buttons on it and a screen sort of wrapped around the outside of it uh, with sort of digitized, like, cartoon versions of your faces on it. Uh, and you hear that, you hear that male elf say, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a breeze if you, if you make the right decision here. Uh, it's time for another round of Trust or Forsake. You know the deal. Step up to the plate and you'll be matched up against an opponent. And then uh, you... You pick the button that seems right for you. Um, I cast Mage Hand and okay. Smack Forsake. <laughs> uh, it doesn't activate because the buttons aren't uh, lit up and going yet. Uh, okay. And you hear the female elf say, uh, "Oh, just a minute, sweetheart. We haven't we haven't begun the game yet. We have to see who's going to be our player this time." Can I okay. can I ask you elves a question? Uh, sure, shoot. We can't promise that we'll answer. Fair, fair. Is this? So what we're looking at is like a loop of like spin the wheel, choose or for you know forsake or whatever, fight some monsters, spin a wheel, forsake, blah 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 blah. blah right? That's mm-hmm. the loop. Yeah, and that's that's good for you. That doesn't get tiresome. Um, <laughs> no, we've we've programmed a lot of variety into Wonderland. Loop isn't the right word either. Loop intimates that there's no finish line. There is a finish line, and your prize is waiting at the end of it. How many how many rotations do we have to go through? Mm, it's it's subjective. How many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man? Six. How many okay, roads? Six. I think it's six. Six, roughly six. Four. Is it four? A little uh, average five. In order for you to earn your prize here in Wonderland, you have to do exactly that. You have to earn it. And once you've earned it, there it'll be. How many of you, uh, how many prizes have you passed out this, this year? This year, this year alone? Um, I mean, we're only about halfway through the year. It's about midsummer, but uh, probably a good 30 prizes or so. Wow. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe you. Lion <laughs> lychee. Uh, you can roll insight if you want to say. I'm going to roll insight. It's a nineteen. Nineteen. Like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't entirely accurate. <laughs> plus four, by the way, so yeah. twenty three. Yeah, it's a fucking. Uh, they they are they are not telling the truth. Um, How many people have died? Oh, more than thirty. Give me a percentage. I if we're being, I don't want to dishearten you. Is the problem because you guys are doing so good. But about it, I but, cast zone. Oh, yeah. they are no. Truth. They are hell nowhere yeah. near you. You cannot see them. They are not in your, your vicinity. Um, I I can't see them anyway. I have no depth perception. Cast it on me and then ask me what percentage of people have died. <laughs> that way we'll get the answers. Uh, the screen uh, that like wraps around the, the, the pedestal in front of you starts to spin. And the person who is going to play this round of Trust or Forsake is... It is Taco. Uh, uh, you step up to the plate, Taco. Uh, and as you do, Cam from your shoulder says... You, 
you know you have to pick forsake right like that's yeah. just that's basic sort of yeah the 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 game here if you, you know i i appreciate the heads up but yeah i'm gonna <laughs> Wait. go ahead and choose forsake but that will end up fucking over the other people yeah or and- maybe they just want us to think that Oh, no, no. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I don't want to fuck over the other people. Then maybe next time you should get chosen as the player. But um, think about it this way. Hold on. Think about it this way. Stay in posse, right? For stay, sure, yeah. Stay in posse. We fought the last bo- battle and did relatively fine. Except I mean, Taco's almost dead. Yeah, I'm almost dead. And well, it's all podcast. fell on him. That, Cam, not- Cam, Cam chimes in and he's like, uh, Magnus, Magnus Taco's right. He's on death's door. He can't fight another fight like the fight he just fought, or else he's a dead man. So you pick Forsake, and we're on easy street. This goes against everything I believe. Well, uh, luckily, it's not your decision. Forsake. <laughs> all right. Uh, you hit Forsake, and uh, a, a the far wall uh, across from you uh, shows you chose Forsake. And they chose trust. Hell yeah. Uh, which means you and, and a, a little bit of uh, confetti falls from the ceiling when that happens. Short, short episode this week, kids. <laughs> Remind me, Griffin, what would have happened if we had both hit trust? Uh, th- so there's four outcomes to this game. And I realized listening back when I was editing it, you guys didn't quite understand the rules. There's four outcomes. Okay. If you choose forsake and they pick trust, that's the best outcome for you. That means you don't have to do this killer challenge at all. If you both, the next outcome is both pick trust. That means you play it at its like standard difficulty. If you both pick forsake, that's the third uh, worst outcome, I guess. Uh, And that means you both face a slightly harder version. Uh, And if you pick forsake and they pick trust, they don't have to do the challenge, and you have to do like the really really difficult version. Oh no! You mean if we pick trust and they pick forsake? Right. If you if you get forsaken, then you get fucked. Um, But you did the forsaking this time, which is good. Kind of. I mean, not morally. Um, uh, and Cam is like celebrating. He's like, "Yes, nice." This, you you don't realize how brutal those challenges are. Uh, you, you're uh, gonna. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I got an air conditioner dropped on me, homie. Yeah, that's a fair. Okay, you Taco, you understand how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, and with that, the uh, display that showed the results uh, disappears, and a large black door appears in front of you. Uh, uh that you just can't. Cannot see through. Another pitch black door. Onward, I guess. Yeah, here we go. All right, you step forward into the next chamber. Um, and as you enter the doorway, uh, you step foot onto a five-foot square of white light. And the word start uh, is on this square. Uh, and as soon as you step onto it, the door is just gone behind you. Uh, and you hear a loud click as a blue square, the same size, illuminates right in front of you. And then another, and then a green square that has some sort of word written on it. And then this pattern continues with all these multicolored squares just sort of appearing, forming a winding path around you. Um, and it's Candyland. You're standing in a board game. And as you look down, you realize that this platform is slightly elevated in the air and the floor is covered in a bubbling green liquid. Um, and from above you, you realize that the, the ceiling is just clouded with this swarm of bats uh, that are all uh, squealing. Um, and some of the bats start to fly down in your direction, but then everything sort of freezes, and you hear one of the elves say, um, "Oh dear, this shouldn't have this shouldn't have manifested this way. You won the last round. Oh, part pardon our mess." Suddenly, you see uh, a cloud of that black smog uh, that sort of you emit every time you have complained in this environment. Um, it quickly sort of lowers from the ceiling like a curtain, and the board game is gone. This room has been sort of re-outfitted. And instead of standing on the start square of a board game, you're standing behind um, podiums. And you have these bright lights in your face, and you can hear coming in the direction of these lights that are kind of um, blinding you a bit. You hear uh, uh, thunderous applause from a large studio audience uh, and as you look around, you realize you're standing on the sort of garishly decorated set of a game show. 
and you hear one of the elves say, Live from the inescapable depths of Wonderland, it's time for another round of Heart Attack, the heroic dating show. And here's your hosts, Lydia and Edward. And you see those two elves appear in front of you, and they're holding those weird, small, skinny microphones uh, as they host you (laughs) in a dating show called Heart Attack. And there's a lot of applause, and there's a lot of voguing from these two. Uh, and the audience is just fucking eating it up. And they look, they're wearing different outfits now. They're wearing um, crimson and uh, silver and gold uh, pantsuits. Um, and they look fucking excellent. And they have big sunglasses on. Um, I don't know, Griffin. With them showing off like this, I'm just afraid that they're not here for the right reasons. <laughs> uh, and the female elf who you now know god I'm so glad I can say their names now and not say male elf and female elf like I'm some sort of scientist elf scientist you could have just, just said felf and melf um, no those have other meanings in the fantasy world and they're extremely lewd uh, Lydia says um, welcome to heart attack are you three brave heroes ready for your only chance at love uh, pass <laughs> That's not an option, unfortunately. You don't have to play the deadly round, but we're still going to have a little bit of fun. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I cannot stress enough how uninterested I am in this. <laughs> okay. All right, we're not going to have a good time with it, but like, we're, <laughs> we're pretty much prisoners, I guess. By the way, you did just say inescapable. So, like, how are things going? Pretty bad, it seems. <laughs> a little bit of black smog comes out of your mouth, Taka, as you say that. Fuck. Um, and it lifts up into the uh, ceiling. Those elves have their back turned uh, to you as you were saying that. Um, and they're sort of like still sort of performing for the crowd. And you, all three of you actually see this. Um, the black smog uh, previously, whenever you've sort of expressed your suffering, just sort of raises up into the ceiling and disappears. This time, like a little portion of it, um, like um, kind of jerks in like a 90 degree angle and like follows a different path as if it's being siphoned off by something. Um, and it disappears, um, which did not happen before. Um, next to you, a screen, uh, not like a TV screen, but like a, a sheet of fabric, uh, raises up and, uh, from behind it, a light, uh, illuminates, uh, and you see a kind of, like human or elf shaped silhouette. Um, but it is so clearly not the silhouette of a living person. Uh, you can actually tell it. It actually looks like a mannequin. Cause it has these like segmented arms and it's moving basically like that fucking scene from home alone where Kevin's trying to convince the wet bandits that there's a big party happening in his house. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's moving around like a mannequin or a, a marionette sort of being moved by puppet. And it's sort of waving at you all flirty all flirty like edward says uh we're going to ask a series of questions to measure your compatibility with our hot contestant whoever charts with the highest lovability quotient will get a hot date out of it are you three ready sure yeah yeah let's do it the silhouette blows a kiss you know what fuck this what do you mean i don't want to play you have to play or you can't move on well, I mean, I'm going to stand here, but I'm not going to... I hate this. As you're saying that, so much of that black smog is coming out of your face. And I'm um, watching where it's going. Yeah, it's getting it's getting peeled off uh, a little bit. Um, it's getting... It's definitely... You're, you're siphoning off, like, a bunch of this stuff. Um, and actually, at this point, Lydia and Edward are uh, looking at you. And as soon as they, like, turn around to look at you as you're complaining, that siphoning stops and you feel that force in your hand. And you feel a, a thieves can't symbol. That means, like, um, the time isn't right. Like, you would put this on a house that you thought was empty, but it's not yet. And so the marks are home. And so you would put this this on there. Um, and then you feel the symbol for confirm. I make the shape of confirm. All right, fine, fine. Let's play. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Edward says, uh, question one, uh, we'll go ahead and read for our contestant because they're very shy. Uh, and they, (laughs) this silhouette shrugs. Oh, oh, well, um, Edward says, question one, um, 
Magnus, what is your ideal first date? Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I would say I, I pick them up, uh, you know, round about sundown, uh, and then we catch fireflies, and <laughs> then I take them home, and we don't see each other again because I'm really not interested in dating. The studio audience... From behind uh, the these bright lights, you hear them go, ooh. <laughs> uh, and the silhouette is like fanning itself. Uh, and uh, uh, Lydia says, uh, playing hard to get, huh? It seems like our, uh, our contestant is into that. Uh, Merle, same question. What's your ideal first date? All right, I, uh, I let her pick me up. I'm, I mentioned to her that I, oh, gosh, I forgot my wallet at uh-huh. home. Even though we're, you know, like in the front yard. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's uh, the audience. The audience gets a good chuckle out of that. And they are fucking loving Merle. I volunteer to drive uh, her vehicle and uh, tell her it's filthy. And so we go through the uh, drive-through uh, vehicle wash. And she pays for that, too. Um, and then I uh, take her to have dinner with my family. Uh, and uh, wait, like your she, wife and stuff. She meets my ex-wife. It's, it's not. <laughs> it really kind of sucks. Um, and then uh, we, she's having a miserable time, and she's really mad. She can't wait to get out of there. I take her back to her house, and so uh, I lean up against the door jam and say, uh, you sh- "Sure, you don't want me to come in for a few minutes?" And she slams the door in my face. That's your ideal first date. Wait, hold on. Yeah, big round, big round of applause from the audience in that one. Um, and Edward says, uh, I love your honesty. Um, Taco, quite another question. Um, say that uh, you and our contestant are on a date, and one of your fans recognizes you on the street. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you respond to that situation? Well, you know, I really, uh, my fans come first. So I would definitely sign whatever pose for fantasy pictures, not fantasy pictures, but fantasy pictures, you know, because there's not cameras. I don't mean like fantastical pictures. I just mean like whatever passes for a camera in this reality. I think it's drawing, isn't it? Drawing. A, yeah. If they want to draw me like they're French girls, that's fine. And, um, you know, I would just make sure that the, the fan got what they were looking for because they come first. I need everyone I can get at this point, honestly. Uh, it's absolutely silent in the studio. Uh, and you see the silhouette uh, cross its shadowy arms uh, and kind of tap its foot from behind the, from behind the sheet. And uh, yeah. Edward, Edward says, uh, kind of an airball there, kind of a brick. Um, that's okay. <laughs> we'll get him on, on the next round. Great. Um, Magnus, uh, yeah. new, new que- um, same question. Say you and the contestant are on a date and one of your fans recognizes you on the street. How do you respond to that situation? I have fans? Well, one of your heroic fans, sure. Uh, I mean, I I guess, are they, what do they want? What does the fan want? They just recognize, they're just like, hey, Magnus. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, the question seemed pretty clear. Well, but I mean, the interaction varies because if they just want like a wave and like, oh, hey, I keep going. If they want me to stop and like, sign a chair or something whittle them a small duck um that might be inconvenient based on my schedule do we have dinner reservations are we trying to get somewhere in a certain amount of time i mean there's a lot of parameters in every social interaction the audience seems the audience is actually booing you now magnus oh okay um i guess what i mean to say is since i was with my date first they would take priority um, the audience is now whistling and clapping and laughing for you. Cool. They're right. overjoyed. Um, and this, the, the, the silhouette is fanning itself again. The silhouette is feeling Magnus. I'm, I want you guys to know I am uh, both weirded out, but my competitive streak is kind of taking over, and now I sort of want to win. <laughs> Merle, new, new question. Why shouldn't the contestant choose your two competitors? Well, because, uh, I mean, look at Magnus. I mean, even though he's in his 40s, he's, he's kept himself up. Uh, he's in magnificent shape um, and um, would, uh, he w- would not 
be a gentle lover. Whoa! Uh, so, so don't <laughs> easy, crazy. Don't, don't go with him. This, I regret this entire podcast. Yeah, don't don't go with him. This whole podcast and, has uh, been a mistake up to because of this. Taco is uh, Taco is he's too much into his work. Uh, always chopping, always salt, always making sauces. Um, and you know, when, when he's not cooking, he's studying about cooking. So there wouldn't be any time left for, for you. Whereas I am so old and I only got one arm. I don't have a lot going on right now. I don't have a lot going on. I'll do nothing but like pay attention to you. Taco, uh, Taco, same question. Why shouldn't the com- the contestant choose either of your competitors? Um, it's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taco. You know, from TV. There is such thunderous applause, um, and a chair actually comes fucking flying out of the audience and, like, slides across the set. Uh, the audience is losing their mind. The silhouette does not seem as impressed. I cast Tasha's hideous laughter on the silhouette. Uh, 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 fucking shit. Okay. What's that do? Uh, creature of your choice, you can see within range, perceives everything is hilariously funny, and falls into fits of laughter this ball affects it. Must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and then it'll stand up for the duration. Fucking that creature with an intelligence score of four or less is unaffected. Um, okay. Do I, so I roll wisdom save? Yeah, wisdom save. That's a nine. Nope. Uh, okay. So, yeah, then this, oh, this is gonna get bad. Uh, this, this shape from behind the curtain. Uh, falls out of its chair, and uh, as it does, you see its head pop off, um, and it picks up its head and laughs at that, and now it's like doubled over laughing at that, and now this this shape behind the curtain is just sort of um, flailing around in laughter in like weird, like inscrutable ways and the audience sees this and is also laughing at this and uh gang the scene's getting maybe a little bit spooky magnus Um, is suitably horrified (laughs) um and actually the lights have started to lower a little bit and um uh the two elves turn to you magnus and say magnus what makes a good hero I cast True Seeing on Magnus. What does that do? He can see things as they actually are. For the duration, he has true sight. He sees the secret doors hidden by magic and can see into the ethereal plane, all out to a range of 120 feet. Okay. Magnus, you you, you don't warn him then, right, Taco? No, I can't. I uh, can't uh, take the risk. All right, fucking Magnus. Suddenly and without explanation, um, you your vision changes, and you can see the audience uh, now through the lights, and it is just a bunch of these um, fairly intricately put together wooden marionettes. Uh, they are faceless, but otherwise they are detailed, um, complete with like fingers and joints on those fingers. Um, and they are the ones sort of uh, moving around and reacting to all of these scenes. Um, you see... Um, As he's looking around, I say, You know what? Fuck all this. This fucking sucks. Uh, I'm done playing. Okay, then you see, Mur- uh, Taco, you see a black cloud come out of your mouth as you say this. Magnus, back to you. One other thing that you see is these two elves in their in their uh, fancy jumpsuits, uh, pantsuits, rather, uh... They don't look like elves, actually, um, with your current sight. Um, they are both wearing uh, black robes, um, and they you, you cannot really see their faces inside of this robe. You just sort of see a faint red light um, coming from within their hoods, um, and they have, like, semi-skeletal arms and, and uh, a body underneath. Um, and you recognize that they are liches. Um, and you also see, uh, standing 
just sort of slightly in front of you, Magnus, you see that red robe. And it's the one that you've seen so many times now. Uh, the one that confronted you uh, after the big race in Pedals to the Metal, the one that uh, confronted you in the Cosmoscope in Lucas's lab. Um, and he is standing there, and you see him sort of siphoning off um, that black cloud as Taco is sort of projecting it into the atmosphere. And the other two liches don't seem to see him. Uh, it seems like you are the only one that can see him with your with your true sight. Uh, and he looks over and realizes that he can see you uh, and that you can see each other. And you just see this red robe put uh, a single skeletal finger to its non-existent lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And we're the host of Rose Buddies. It's a podcast about the Bachelor family of products. We watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, it is garbage television, but we're the king and queen of this garbage pile. We're the raccoons in charge around here. So join us on Tuesdays. Because the TV show's on Mondays. And basically we'll recap what we saw and we'll just sort of scoop the garbage around us and make a little fort out of it. No viewing required. But it's it's a good TV show. What are you doing? <laughs> 